This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Okay, well, we pit here. We're going to have no fueler. I want Travis Mack to go fix the right rear. No fueler. Get all you can get, Travis. You might want to get the trunk up. That far, you got a Spider-Man mask on. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptics.com. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. I uh, just got home from Dover. Not exactly the, the result we won, obviously. 14th isn't very good. But um, taking stock in the whole day, I think we had a really fast car. We passed a lot of cars. I think we passed probably more cars than most guys, except for the first, you know, the leaders, the 78 and the 4, and a couple of guys running up front. Definitely had some speed. We thought we had uh, a couple good runs in practice that we liked. So we looked at the, the setup there and added a few things we thought that would help and uh, took off and started the race. Um, that first run, we got lapped. I got kind of hung up uh, behind a lot of cars and couldn't pass them. Really didn't have that good a speed at that particular point either. So I can't blame it all on the dirty air. But uh, we just uh, had to take some wedge out of the car to get it to turn. And then, then I thought we had a really good race car. So from that point on, we worked real hard to get our laps back, and we ended up doing that. Uh, Greg did a good job with his strategy and, and choosing when to pit and what to do. I also um, felt like we continued to improve the car, so that Greg was making some good adjustments. Eventually, uh, trying to get on the pit road there, I sped in the first segment, just got in there real hot. I needed to put a lot more front brake in the car coming to pit road. I uh, got down in the turn three lifting uh, and got on the brakes and the car turned sideways and I couldn't get the car slowed down without spinning out. So ended up coming there real hot and uh, just need more front brake and maybe lift a little sooner. But trying to get everything we can, I've, you know, we can be real aggressive with pretty much everything we do uh, since we have the win and we're locked into the chase. And uh, sometimes that's gonna sometimes that's gonna bite us and, and it bit me today. After that, we uh, just, you know, worked real hard to get everything else we could out of the race. Ended up uh, gaining a bunch more spots and getting back into the, the top 15 there. But uh, definitely had a much better car. Top 5 car for sure. So starting in the back, you know, definitely made things difficult for us. So I'm pretty happy with the speed in the car. Um, once we uh, found out we were starting in the back, I really wrote off the result no matter what it was. And just wanted to make sure we had good speed because that track is where we really stumbled last year in the chase. So we need to run better there for sure later in the season. And I think we got a good baseline or something good that'll work. So, uh, you know, I like the tire. Goodyear uh, brought a little bit different tire and I thought the tire did really good. It's definitely not the perfect tire yet, but they're going in a better direction, I think. So that was real positive. It put down a lot of rubber. Something we don't really, you know, see at a lot of tracks. Uh, it rubbered up really well, and there were like real tire marbles and and you know tire debris out on the track instead of just powder or nothing at all. So that was pretty good. And uh, you know, Dover didn't have a whole lot of cautions. That makes it difficult when you get behind, trying to be able to get caught up and race some people for the lucky dog and stuff. But it is what it is. I don't know. I like asphalt racetracks a whole lot better, but um, I still had fun driving the car. Um, I, you know, I hate a, 
uh, fouled up there and, and screwed up coming on the pit road and, and disappointed the guys. And, you know, we just worked so hard to get all that, you know, ground back and get back on the lead lap, and I sort of screwed it all up. So that's difficult to deal with, but you got to put it behind you to be able to move on to the next event. And uh, we're going to some tracks where I think we can do really well, so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, every week I'm really excited about what we got going on because of uh, how well Greg's doing and all the guys are really fired up. So, well, uh, you know, we had some issues with our oil line in practice at the rear end and the gear, and they'll address all that stuff. At least it seems like we've got all the vibrations fixed as far as shifters breaking and stuff like that. So, you fix one problem, another one crops up, and you fix that one. We'll keep on keeping on. All right, enjoy the download, guys. Y'all take it easy and have a good week. Appreciate you, Junior, with TJ, with Amanda, with Mike. I'm Taylor, and this is the Dale Junior Download presented by Spy. I love how he always starts. Hey, everybody, it's Junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love just introduces himself. As he's sitting in the bathroom. That, I was going to say, can we rule out the fact that he didn't record that in the bathroom? I, I mean, No, we cannot rule it out. <laughs> we can absolutely rule it in. I'm telling you, I've been in that house, and that sounds like the bathroom. It does. There's a little bit of an echo, <laughs> echo, echo. in there. Maybe not the most radio-friendly uh, room in the home, but hey, that's all right. Like you said, uh, there's some really good news to talk about moving forward. There is the chance to win three consecutive races at the same place coming up uh, this weekend, which is really cool. Yeah. There's some confidence that I think everybody should have for the next time they go to Dover uh, and and how hard the team competed, how hard he competed, how hard you competed, TJ, yesterday to get as many positions as they could. That's the good news. The bad news is, is man, there was just a lot of uh, adversity. Adversity uh, starting in the back. Adversity, losing a lap, trying to gain that lap back, yeah. and then speeding on pit road. There was a lot of adversity yesterday. I feel like there. I don't even know how we finished 14th. I really don't. That's like a 25th place day. If you if you were to look on paper and said, okay, you're going to speed, you're going to yeah. start in the back, you're going to speed, you're not going to get the lucky dog for this many cautions, and you did all that. I think that's crazy to be 14th. No, he's right. He, yeah, Mike, I'm he's he really is. Like it to. TJ's point, most people would finish 25th. Right. And there was yeah. adversity. I mean, there was adversity even from the day before. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and, and I remember I tweeted that, and a lot of people were like, no, there wasn't adversity. He just screwed up. Well, all right. So that's part of the adversity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just told you yeah. he fouled up. Right. That's right. One of them. It's okay. I mean, they, we can admit that. And, uh, but here's what I started wondering, and I posed this question to you guys, and I even want to be curious to know what the fans think. If you had to choose, okay? Would you prefer Dale Jr. be aggressive and get caught, let's say, two times speeding for a season on pit road where you know you're basically kind of giving up a chance, for certainly for a win, but probably for a top ten. So two times or just be passive where you know that you will not get any speeding penalties. And the, and the, and the thing I pose that question for is that, that you know a lot of people put onus on the pit crew if – if they get out, if they gain positions or lose positions. But that actually, that's yeah. a process that also includes the driver getting in and out. No, so, I would yeah. much rather prefer him being aggressive. And, and he said that. We're going for wins. We already have a win. We're yeah. locked in the chase. We're going for, for more it. wins. So, absolutely. It no, worked I, out last year. We got more wins being the way, being aggressive, yeah. than we did just riding around hoping it came to us. We were better off going after it than we were sitting around waiting for it. I think you have to qualify your question, though. It, do you already have a win? Oh, when you ask point. that question, or are you Martin Truex Jr. and you are 
top fiving everybody to death every week, but you haven't won a race. See, now I, I think that definitely matters because if you're in our situation and we got to win, I think you have the ability to be more aggressive. Yeah. Um, and if you're Truex, I don't think you do. Yeah, I mean, like Truex. No, let's just say that Truex, is, he's basically locked in. I mean, I was going to say, he's, he's getting really close right. to being locked I mean, in. He's basically locked in. Okay. He has I mean, the most points of anybody that has a He could put an arrow in his foot hunting, and he's still going to get locked in. Which is possible. Yeah. Uh, but if yeah. he – if he puts, if he get, if he speeds on pit road, then I think people that are on the seventy eight team start freaking out because they think, golly, man, we need a win, right? You know, so no, it, it is. It yeah. definitely stings worse, obviously, if you haven't had a win. But you know, it's I harder just for go, him now, though. You know that, right? It's harder for Truex to get a win because he is on one set strategy. He he can't he can't vary mm-hmm. that much like we can. Like all these guys that have wins, you got the four, the forty eight. 88, all these other fast cars have wins. Yeah. We can we can shoot for the stars, and we're normally on – a lot of times we're on opposite strategies. You know what I mean? We have different scenarios, and it's hard for Truex to overcome that. It's going to get harder, too, as it goes on. I think there's two things we need to talk about. One is the confidence that people have going back to that place moving forward because of how competitive the car was. I think anyone that is level-headed and objective that watched the race would say they would agree with Dale Jr. That was a top-five car – in terms of how oh, yeah. competitive it was, in practice how competitive it was, etc. All right, so I want to get to that in a second. I want to talk about the communication problems yesterday, though. TJ, what was going on with uh, your radio? You had, I have, you had trouble communicating. I have no idea. I have no idea what happened with, with my radio with him. It, I guess it lasted. I'm almost thinking maybe we talked on each other a couple times, but I don't – man, I didn't – you know, I, I tried, you know, had backup stuff ready, but on it, nothing changed, like – I don't have any idea. A lot of times, man, we go to these places, and I have a little – I can hold my, my radio up, and it has, like, a little cell phone signal. And if I can see that, that means it's picking up something. Like, there's something close to our frequency, like it's, whether it's, you know, the construction worker or the, you know, people out in the parking lot. They're close. And we go to places sometimes like Phoenix. I can hear people talking about cleaning bathrooms. And they don't hear it, but I'm just close That's enough. That's probably because you're in the bathroom, TJ, when you right. when you hear that. That was a bad example. So, <laughs> but we, in you, fairness, TJ doesn't like to go into the bathroom to use the bathroom. That's true. That's why I like night races. <laughs> but you, if, if that little thing shows up on my radio, that means it's picking up something. And, it, you know, a lot of times if I key up and it's they're, they're talking to, he might not. Maybe he's not getting it, you know. So that was a problem yesterday. Now let's talk about Dale Jr. speeding, which he has taken total accountability for, and he was trying to get too much as he uh, as he goes down there into segment number one. There was even some communication problem there. Now it was kind of late on the lap when Greg said pit this time. D- do you think that had anything to do with it? And then during that stop, Jr. said a couple times on the jack, on the jack, on the jack, and he got no response. Yeah. So I just wondered if there was any communication problems there. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's communication problems. Obviously they're still you know, Greg's still learning. The no, lingo I don't mean, on that. I mean no, just no, it, I just mean yeah, no, I, I'm not saying, no, I don't I'm think, saying um, radio frequency problems. Yeah, no, I don't think uh I, there's just a lot going on at them times. I don't think um you should be able to tell the driver in middle one and two if you're pitting that time and he should be fine. And I think that's about when Greg told us was we were going into one when Greg told us, I think. And um, I, cause I remember checking the distance in the cars behind us and who and I was going to have to try to wave off real quick. And it wasn't a threat to us really of getting hit, but like, I honestly, I, I felt like we would have, that's our worst track for pitting. And we didn't, everything got rushed in practice with the, with the gear deal and all that. And we didn't get, 
it didn't go to our plan. Everything kind of got rushed and it got scrambled and, and um, we were trying to get adjustments in on the car and we didn't get to a lot of guys. I don't, I don't know if you got to see practice. They show it much on TV, but a lot of guys make four or five attempts at it. And it takes that long to get to where you know where to slow down because you pit right off the racetrack. You don't you don't slow down and I mean this is the probably the most difficult place to get to pit road. One of them, you know, one of the one of the hardest. And if you don't if you don't make four or five attempts at it, you're not going to have a good point. It's hard to get them, and so many people in practice kept missing it. Like they took numerous attempts. I saw the five miss it a handful of times. The two had a bunch of trouble, and he's usually pretty good at getting to pit road. Um, uh, the 18 missed it too. He's one of the better ones. Um, but they took them numerous attempts in practice too, and we never really got to to get comfortable in practice for it. So it was crazy. But I just want to clarify. I don't think there are any communication problems no. between Greg and, and no. Dale or with you. I just wondered about the radio frequency communication issue. No, I don't think there's one. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, that's good to know. Moving forward, like I said, Mike. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't want to be a homer here, but. I hope they have that kind of. I hope they roll out the same kind of car, and that's that competitive, and they make the same sort of adjustments to, with the wedge like they did after the first run. If they do, the '88's gonna have a chance to win the next time they go to Dover. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Johnson might have something to say about yeah. that. And and for the life of me, I don't know why tires don't matter to Jimmy Johnson at it at Dover. That but place. That's, that's another whole topic. Playground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a top five car. I think we all can agree on that. And I saw some passes that Dale Jr. made. Oh, TJ, you want to yeah. speak to that? In the I, no, there was a three-wide pass. There was two three-wide ones, yeah. yeah. The, the first one early was – I was like, that was awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was awesome. But it's stuff like that that's like stuff that gets all of us. Like that, you know, tells you that, you know, like we might be 25th right now, but this, I mean, he's we're trying. He's digging. Yeah. He's digging. yeah. It, and, and, and that's what I like to see. I like to see Junior driving a, a good car that way, and then it makes me feel like, you know what, I, I'd rather see an aggressive Dale, Dale Jr. Oh, yeah. Than, on pit road, on the racetrack, on anything. Dale Jr. has a chance to win for the third time in a row at Pocono. Brandon Igdowski, the track president at Pocono, uh, joins us to talk about Jr. not going for a Pocono sweep. Jr. going for a three-peat in Pocono. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Brandon, my <laughs> man. We're coming to see you this David. weekend. I, I can't wait. <laughs> shoveling snow all winter, waiting to get you guys back here. I, I mean, you know what? If Pocono Raceway has become our favorite racetrack to go to, is that because Dale Jr. was winning there, or is that because Brandon Igdowski is the president? <laughs> all the above. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Nice. Well, we got some questions for you, buddy. First of all, I saw a picture of you this past weekend in a pink shirt at Dover. Yep. What is the story behind that? It's actually, it's Dale's fault. Why is it Dale's fault? Of course it's because Dale's he fault. He was our team Are captain <laughs> for the Dover versus Pocono softball game, and we lost. And that was the bet that I had with Mike Detoin, the president down there, was that we, the loser had to come to the other person's track and wear a T-shirt and do all kinds of awful things. Okay, way to be a team player there, Brandon. Because, you know, did Dale Jr. go 0 for 4 or something? I mean, did he just not contribute? <laughs> he played uh, – no, he, he did a great job, but he was team captain, so he always goes oh, back to the captain. Oh, that's true. I guess so. I guess you got to take some ownership in that if you're a captain. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was actually a great day, and I know that you know, all the fans – we had about 1,000 fans in attendance for that, and and uh, he did a great job right. with the fans. And took time out of, his, out of his schedule and sat there and signed autographs, took pictures. So, no, it was it was great having him there, and, and he, he wasn't he, – he was all concerned. He was going to be all awkward swinging the bat, and, and he had got a single in his first shot, I believe, a single or a double. So – he did. Uh, he did pretty well. 
Are, are you? Can you be for sure that Dale Jr. didn't throw that just yeah. so you could wear a pink shirt? He may have. That's what we, most people call that well, a bunt. You know, and Dover gave me this choice. He said black, white, or pink. And I said, if we're doing this, let's go pink. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, go he big, did it. Go home. You're yeah. man of your word, so you got it That's done. Wor- hey, I wore it all day yesterday, so it was, it was nice. Brandon, this is Taylor. I want to know this. Uh, when you go to Daytona or Talladega or Martinsville or, or a place in, in the south or the deep south, we know what kind of reaction that brings to Dale Jr. winning. What kind of reaction is there at Pocono Raceway when the 88 crosses the start-finish line first and does it in back-to-back races what was that like last year exactly the same as it is in Talladega <laughs> <laughs> no honestly it really was I mean, the, the place he takes the lead and, and it's like you know any track anywhere the place goes it goes bonkers and it was the same thing here last year um you know watching fans reaction and then and then to see him do it a second time and now to be you know trying to go for what only what two drivers have ever accomplished we've been three in a row um it's gonna be uh Quite a feat if he could do it. All right, so what are you going to do if he does it? Like, I feel like if you win three in a row at a track, you start getting maybe statue yeah. discussions. Something, um, man. Something has to be something done. Something has to happen, right, TJ? Yeah, I'll give him a trophy. I know. We need. <laughs> well, he's got one of those. Yeah. Got <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's a good point, Mike, because you go to, like, Bristol Motor Speedway, and there's, like, the Rusty Wallace Grandstand. That's right. Does he get a Grandstand a, yeah. named yeah. after him? Yeah. The Dale Jr. Tunnel Turn. <laughs> 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 the Dale Jr. Tricky Triangle. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, what about naming guys? We got an unnamed sewer plan down in Turkey. We ran anything. I'll take that. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good point, though. You know, you got that solar field out there behind the track. Maybe that's that gets Dale's name on it, He right? does like I solar panels. I got 40,000 panels. panels. You can have one. Okay, so he gets one of the panels. That's like, that's like naming <laughs> a star well, we, after you know, Dale. We can, we can like, one whole row. Like, we'll, get, we'll take the 88th <laughs> row, and we'll name that the Dale Jr. <laughs> what about a road? Array. Do you not have any new access roads or something? That's that's a good point. We like, like, we like a, back, um, Is there a road sign at the, when you turn into the tunnel? Can it be like Dale Jr. Drive? That's already Earnhardt Road. Oh, okay. The tunnel road is already Earnhardt Road, well, technically. Put a, you know, listen, I mean, with, with all due respect to Dale Earnhardt Sr., who everybody loves, can you just put a J and an R? Hey, I got it. What if you name? What if you put a road sign entering the motorhome? Lot and be like Dale Jr.'s lot, or you know what I mean? Just something. Just that so all the competitors. Junior, yeah. Junior's way. Yeah, yeah Junior's, Junior's way. way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. call it in Junior's way. We're brainstorming here <laughs> on, on ideas, but uh, obviously we're pumped to see uh, the 88 and hope uh, he's back in victory lane and make some history there at Pocono. Uh, tell us uh, about ticket information. I know you guys want to see a big crowd, uh, and I'm sure are expecting a big crowd this weekend. Yes, yeah, you know, so far it's shaping up pretty good, and the weather looks pretty good, so com. our operators are happy to help anybody find the perfect selection of items. And I believe Dale Jr. is also speaking at the, uh, doing a Q&A at our, at our Tricky Triangle Club, so there's a great little add-on package there for fans that, uh, that come out for the races. But Tricky, Tricky, yeah, com or, or 1-800-RACEWAY, it's that simple to get tickets. It's tricky to say. Even. It is yeah. so tricky, but how, that's pretty cool that 1-800-RACEWAY is his number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's sure a my lot. My grandfather gobbled that up like yeah. a minute. His higher numbers went for sale years, <laughs> years, years, years ago. Well, I mean, listen, in, in Pennsylvania, the oh, Igdowski here pretty much has his run of the place. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. say, don't be pretty bad because you know I was born in Pennsylvania. Okay, you were so. born in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> yeah, Western. Do you like, consider this kind of a little bit of a homecoming? I got yeah, a little bit. Did nah, Brandon, I, th- I think maybe a you know a cake or something for TJ. Travis James made. Yeah, that's something we get. If we win. How about a cake, man? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're from Western. You're from Western PA, TJ. That's where I was born, and I grew up near in near Buffalo. But I got all my families in Western Pennsylvania. So I didn't even know. know that. 
Yeah, my Pocono. I mean, honestly, it's become one of my favorite tracks too to go to. It's it's just a friendly place to go. It, the yeah. area surrounding is nice. There's awesome little places to go around there. Um, it's just been the infield's fun. I mean, we cruised the infield a couple times. I remember when we drove through there. We did last year as with a Dale right. Jr. We drove through there, and, and right. it was pretty interesting, man. But it's a it's an awesome place to go. It re- and the racing has been unbelievable the last yeah. few years. It's really I know that uh, you you got to be fired up about that, Brandon. Just w- all the storylines you've had there, gosh, in the last handful of years. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty great. And then since the repave in 2012, it's just been unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I think with the combination of the the new asphalt dropping to 400 miles, it just really puts some you know, some hard racing uh, together and, and giving the fans a great thing. But, yeah, you're right. This area is just – it's a tremendous area. And, and you know, we got two new huge resorts that, that are opening up this year. Um, and uh, this this whole – the whole Pocono Mountains are just Resort. exploding right now. And it's nice to be to be part of that as, as you know, this area grows and, and to, to be a big contributor to what this area means uh, for the state and, and, and tourism and all that stuff. But – yeah, I mean, if you, if your fans come in, it's not just about coming for the races. We got you know all kinds of great water parks and adventure parks and all all kinds of good fun stuff to take advantage of now. And and uh, I know you guys sneak out every once in a while and go play some paintball. So I think we're working on that for you guys for for round three. Um, so I just don't want to see anybody get hurt out there running around the woods. That's right. Well, let me just tell you something. You mentioned the word resort. Yeah. I wish you could have seen oh, it's, TJ's yeah, eyes just light up. Resort you got up, man. He, I'm he, talking like heart-shaped bathtubs. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. All the resorts that are opening up now are these, these just big, massive water parks and convention centers. And, I, you know, I joke that all the kids that are conceived in the heart-shaped tubs are not bringing their kids to the water park. So there's obviously <laughs> some connection with water for a lot of people that, you know, were, were originally hanging out here in the Poconos. Uh, one man that won three in a row uh, there, the late, great Tim Richmond, probably would have loved uh, the heart-shaped bathtub. <laughs> he might have. Uh, he might have loved that. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're wishing for a, a great weekend this weekend there at Pocono Raceway, 1-800-RACEWAY for tickets as uh, the Tricky Triangle presented by Dale Jr. will be uh, on display <laughs> and the resort presented by Travis James Majors yeah. will also be on display mm. this weekend. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Hope you have thanks a great weekend. Thanks for having weekend. me, guys. We'll see you this weekend. Yeah. See right. you this weekend. Brandon Nigdowski, uh, the track president at Pocono, here with us on the show. Pretty cool, man. We've got, we got guests lined up on the program. He, he's like a that. great guy. Yeah. He really is he's a great always guy. He's full those of energy. Hand, yeah, he's one of those uh, track presidents that just knows everybody in the garage, wants to just – Wants to be out there talking yeah. to the fans. Everybody likes him, too. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, I hope my wife is not listening to this next part because our anniversary is June 21st, which according to um, the world is the official start of summer. But yeah. Amanda has it written in here that last weekend was the official start to summer. Maybe it's the unofficial. It's the unofficial start uh, of Memorial Day weekend. I thought it was in the middle of June. June, June 21st something. is the summer solstice, I believe. And That's I get a the lot longest of, day of the year, I right? get a lot of credit for marrying my wife on the first day of summer. But, hey, the last weekend wait, was the official no way, start of summer. That was totally to by accident. Don't act like you like, I, I, I want to marry you, darling, on the longest day of the year so I can enjoy the most time with you. Yeah. I wish you could have seen, yeah, 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 yeah. seen my face <laughs> You're a when she seven. said, we're getting married on the first day of summer. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like in May sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had no idea. Anyway, so now's the time to get yourself set up with a new pair of shades. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out all of Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo McCoy. Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Once at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88. 
and receive 20% off of your purchase. Are you taking her anywhere? <laughs> for, uh, she, I will actually be in Seattle for the U.S. Open, but the whole family's coming out. Oh. After that, we're going to do a little West Coast say, trip. You could send her to Pocono. You know what? Actually, lots of resorts. We were talking about this the other day, and we might need some help uh, in Sonoma because mm. uh, we'll be out that way Sonoma's for Sonoma. So we might uh, we might come see you, TJ. Uh, I'll be around. All right, easy weekend for me, man. There you go. Yeah, that's right. You got some help. Sit on a hill in in Sonoma. It's time now for Reaction Theater. Hell yeah! Fought all day. In the end, came up 14th. Damn good points day. What? Wait a minute. Points don't matter. Let's get some more wins. Come on, guys. Let's get this together and get out here and win some more races. I know you can do it. You're the best damn team out there. Best crew on pit road. Best guy on top of that pit box. Maybe, TJ. You're the best spotter. Maybe. Damn good driver. Best driver out there. There, yeah. Let's get out there. Let's kick some ass. On the upside, though, Hamlin wrecked. Biffle wrecked. Thank God. Can't stand those two Flat both on wrecked. Come on, guys. Let's get it together. Get ready for Pocono. Let's go for a three-peat. Dale, yeah. Hashtag nine beers. It's a tough day for uh, Gibbs yesterday. Yes, it was. Uh, wow, how about yeah. Hamlin's wreck? He was coming, yeah. wasn't he? Uh, no? I don't know. I, I wasn't wasn't really where we were running at the time, so I couldn't He was coming. I thought he got passed. I thought he was getting passed. No, no, he was no. coming. Well, was remember, coming. They, this was just after that restart, and it got jumbled up somehow. Yeah. But uh, – I was shocked that he got wrecked. TJ's maybe the best spotter. I like that. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll try harder next week. <laughs> Do you know I got a tweet over, uh, during the race that said TJ's going to be the first spotter in the, in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? <laughs> I did. Oh, God. Hey. Did, like, right, what do you want me to argue that? No, I, I mean like <laughs> I, I, I considered blocking the people just because I can't have the That's I can't have that on my timeline. You're going to block that person <laughs> for being so I smart. Did. Amanda, can you imagine that? It, I, seriously. I hope TJ does make it into I would the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's, just he, for the acceptance have, speech. Yeah, he would have four inappropriate <laughs> remarks just yeah. in his acceptance I speech. I would yeah. have a camera. I would video <laughs> Amanda Wolfmeyer just <laughs> right. watching <laughs> right. TJ Majors Somebody give an acceptance it. speech. Yeah, Periscope. Amanda's please. poor face would be, oh, my God. I, I'd have to buy a suit, I think, wouldn't I? <laughs> Embarrasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's next? All right, you listen to me, okay? I am so tired of seeing that. 48 in victory lane. And I'm tired of seeing the four behind him every week. It's 1-2 all every, every week. 1-2. Junior had a uh, you know, rough day, but come back top 15, not too bad, especially considering all that that happened. But uh, my Jimmy Johnson, hashtag eight beers. Hey, listen, I think a lot of people out there probably feel the same way. It's it's They don't like how good they those guys are. They don't like how good Jimmy Johnson is. They're tired of how good he is. It has nothing to do with him personally. I don't know how you could dislike him personally if you got to know him, but it, it's just a matter of sick and tired of watching him win races. But they've been phenomenal. But yeah. i got a prediction for you, TJ. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm making this bold statement Oh no! at the beginning of June. You ready? Here we go. Neither one of them are going to win the championship this year. Jimmy Johnson or Kevin Harvick? Neither one of them. Are going to win the championship this year? Will they be in the top four? You heard what I said. I heard what you said. I'll remember that one. I don't. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I, yeah, I do too. Neither one of them, Amanda, are winning the championship. I'm on record. You know why? You know who's going to win it? And this is when I want to see. I want to be around Taylor. Kyle Busch will win. If Kyle Busch wins the championship, I will. I will burn down Canapolis. I told Taylor before we started this show that. 
if Kyle Busch wins a race this year, like we all think he will, and gets into the chase, I think he will. I want to be around Taylor when that happens. I like. I don't have anything against him personally. <laughs> it's just the fact that he's in of uh, eligible for the championship is crazy. You know it's what? Just crazy. So that way, if if, if he wins, my the man Slingerland was in here a few weeks ago. He's on my side on this. You know what? That means if I get in the Hall of Fame, man, I might be able to oh, the All-Star Lord. race or something. T- Amanda, TJ's not going to be able to get past had, this. I'm going to be able to for the All-Star race, that shootout in Daytona, the Sprint Unlimited. I'm going to be in it all. Do we need to get the director of the Hall of Fame on next week Winston? to plead your case? Yeah. yeah. I'm at, you know, they have the iRacing stuff set up there, and, and they oh, have me God. as a spotter on there, too. So okay. Well, you'll be like I'm the, already there. Okay, you'll be in the iRacing <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm already there. Who's next? <laughs> So every time that Greg makes a mistake or a pit crew guy makes a mistake and get a loose wheel, everybody on Twitter and everybody on Reaction Theater is calling for their heads, saying, oh, we got to get rid of them. Oh, this week it was old Junior's fault. So I'm thinking <laughs> next week we ought to boot him out, put him on the spotter stand, and let TJ drive the car. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm just joking. No, you're not. But <laughs> it was a rough day. I really liked the calls they made to keep him out those couple times. It worked out the first time to get back on the lead lap. It didn't work the second time. You know what, though? You're going to have those weeks. Let's go make it three in a row at Pocono. Bail you out. We actually had joked around before about running <laughs> running the Pocono Arca race in, uh, in one of the old cars they would have laying around there. We would joke around about it and stuff. And uh, I don't think I would let him spot for me. Why? I would rather have you do it. Me? Yeah. I would. I've spotted two uh, cup yeah. races before. See, I would rather have I you. I'd rather have Taylor do it or you do it. Well, Taylor definitely would sound better. <laughs> <laughs> I, Amanda can do it for all I care. You're just worried about his concentration. What's the deal? I don't know if I could deal with listening. Who's next? Hey, Mama said there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this. Mama said, Hey. Happens, Junior. The way to come back in battle. Five or six years ago, you would have just given up and rode around on the back. Proud of you, Dale. Yeah. I don't know about that. And and I was proud of the fact they finished 14th. Like TJ said, I mean, nobody wants to finish 14th, but that was given the circumstances. They absolutely probably should have finished 25th. I'm telling you, if you were to put Dover down and put everything that happened to you that day, there's no way you would write finish position 14th estimate. But um, one thing I want to tell you guys that you don't know about is we had our struggles over the weekend. We were fast, and we had that problem happy hour. But, you know, our, you know, Junior took, say, he messed up. But it doesn't, you know, we don't, we're not blaming it on him. We go down as a team, too. You know, it's not it's not his fault. You know, he, he made a mistake, but we're not holding him to it. You know, we, we're already ready for Pocono. Yep. You know, we fight all day as a team. Um, you know, we had a mistake in practice, and it cost a little bit of track time, and we had to change stuff and go to the back. But that's nobody. You know, we're not holding anybody. That's all of us. You know, we're all one. So um, that's one strong point about this group is, you know, we're all – we're a whole. And it, you can you can really tell with our group and the hauler and stuff and the, the road guys and stuff, we are um, a tight-knit group, and, and um, there is no – you know, animosity or anything towards anybody. If somebody has a problem, we pick him. You know, we pick that person up and, and stick with them. It's really cool. Who's next? I don't know how we can be lucky enough to start last, go a lap down, around and get back on the lead lap, be inside the top ten, and then shoot ourselves in the by pitting early. We we could have rode around. We had plenty of gas. We'd have had everybody a lap down, caution, come out, bam. No, what are we going to pit with the leaders? Because we're so smart. Now look at us. we got a hole in our d- 
fucking we're three laps down. Fucking a. I chose this call because I feel I appreciate that he's he's into this race, but I don't think he's don't factually correct. No, right no, 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 no. He's, we stretched it every time. Yeah. We pitted when he was running out of gas. His comment was, "I'm running out. Here I come." I don't know how you can. We stretched it both times we had to. The second time was harder because there was guys that had the same amount of fuel that we did that were a lap ahead of could, us. Could he be talking about when they're towards the late of the late stages of the race? The caution came out, and they were talking about a wave around, but then the, but, but, but they, then they did pit because they couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Could he possibly be talking about that when he pit with the leaders? Yeah, we never had an opportunity again. No, I know, but uh, yeah. you, you remember this? I can, yeah, I, I, I do too. I can assure you that if there is anything that could have been done to gain more laps, yeah. it oh, would have yeah. been done. Good heavens, we yeah. have a whole lap to figure out what leader stayed out, and every time I watched it happen, I mean, I'm counting, I'm telling Greg, yeah. We had no opportunity to get a lap back. None. No, so, I know. Yeah. Well, again, but thanks for calling. Just remember, yeah. that car didn't finish 25th. It finished 14th because the driver was fighting his heart out in there and because it was a damn good race car. Yeah, we didn't get lucky to get – he drove through the field not once but two or three times to get to the top And the 10. fastest car on the track, numerous laps. I mean, yeah. it, it was just as fast as the 18 or the 11 or the 78. I, that was a fast race car. Who's next? Great effort trying to get back up there. Mistakes were made, but they battled hard to get that finish. My biggest question is, is the NASCAR rulebook written in pencil or what? Two weeks ago, that wouldn't have been a big deal. They could have changed the rear gear, stayed where they were. All that hard work would have probably put them in the top five. Instead, NASCAR, unlike any other major sport, has to change rules every time you turn around. It's no wonder people are always coming up with failing inspection and everything else because nobody knows what the hell's going on. NASCAR just decides on a whim to change stuff. But uh, anyway, good job by those guys. Maybe next year, the uh, midway through the year, the NFL will make a uh, field goal worth four points. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are changing the extra point next year. It's true. It's going to be a 32-33 yard yeah. extra point are you next serious? year. Yeah, it's yes. going to actually matter now. And a two-point conversion, they're moving closer uh, by half a yeah. yard, I believe, when you go for two. Yes, they are doing that. And and. All of football, college and pros? Just no, professional just football. Just really? Not collegiate football. Oh, well. Alabama would be horrible at that. Oh, they can't <laughs> make an extra point. <laughs> Amanda, <this. laughs> I want your response to all the uh, rule changes. Yeah, Amanda. Go I ahead. don't have a response. <laughs> I was just trying to dig for some answers, like super sleuth but here you, in the yeah, What did you come shop. up with? Yeah, did you come up with anything? Yeah. What did, your, well, what did your worst half have to say? I came up with say? two things. I came up with the fact that nobody knows why NASCAR switched that rule out, uh, which happened prior to the 600. Probably should have called NASCAR, but I ran out of time. All right. Uh, the second one is they stopped doing these rear gear changes on the Xfinity cars years ago because of the impound procedures that they do. Right. The reason why Sprint Cup Series did it is because if it's a lighter gear, there's less rotating, which creates more horsepower, which you would want in qualifying. Then you can switch out the gear after qualifying is done to your normal race rear gear which can handle more wear than what that lighter one would. Wait, so was that the rule? But that was the rule change from two weeks ago? Yeah, apparently. I'm not 100% sure on it either, but you know, it makes sense, though. I mean, th honestly, we should just run the same gear probably, you know, or not. Yeah. I don't know if it, it was like if a, there's a tech reason, like if it makes it <laughs> yeah, a little bit easier sure on NASCAR, just not having them switch those out. It's one less thing, like but back in the day when they took qualifying motors away and you right. just ran Right. Yeah. But that wasn't thing. the issue, obviously, yeah, that Dale know. had. I, that was just the no. overall why that rule has yeah. changed. We need to change ours for to make sure. 
you know what I mean. We needed to change ours because we leaked all the food out of it, ran it some, and we had a seal that was damaged and stuff just to make sure. And it was, you know, obviously it was the right decision because we got back into the we got back into position to to make a shot at the win, and then you know obviously we had a penalty, but that's part of it. Let's play one more. Huh. Honestly, guys, we can't blame Junior for speeding, but there's one person we can blame. We can blame my dumb friend for watching the race with me. He comes over and Junior gets lapped. He has to go somewhere. When he leaves, Junior is passing everybody. He's running lap time faster than a damn leader. Do you know what happens? He walks back in my door <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> Junior speeds down pit road. I kicked his ass out of my house. Honestly, I can He's he's just bad luck. So we cannot blame Junior. We can we can blame my friend. Or Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, we can blame him, too. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, man. That's funny. You don't want to buy scratch-offs with that guy, do you? <laughs> Mike, you're like that guy. You, I mean, if something's working, you don't mess with it, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have left the dude back in the house, probably. No, I wouldn't have. That's a good point. I wouldn't have. And and I'm glad that this gentleman recognized yeah. uh, That's the, a good uh, story. I like that. Yeah, no, good. yeah. Super, I'm not that superstitious of a person, except when it goes to Dale Jr. And, uh, you know, What about trends. Alabama football? No, I'm not, though. Yeah, with, with Alabama. I'm yeah, not, I'm not. I don't, think I I got, I don't even I mean, know what I do. They win everything, so it's just like everything's good. <laughs> Here no. we go. Yeah. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. Welcome to It Takes a Nation. I'm Mike Davis, and I've got with me today somebody that you're familiar with and you don't even realize it because – You've seen him on a commercial. I don't know that I've ever interviewed somebody that's actually been on a Dale Jr. commercial other than Dale Jr. So Steve Cook, who is Dale Jr.'s agent, his insurance agent with Nationwide Insurance, uh, Cook Agency in Kannapolis. Is that right? That's correct. We've been there uh, since 1960. 1960. And we're going to get to that. But you appeared with Dale Jr. on the very first Nationwide commercial with Dale, that, that featured Dale Jr. Is that correct? That's correct. And I remember us shooting this. Let me let me give you my impressions of what I remember, and let me see if it matches up with how you remember it. Uh, you nailed it. You, you you nailed it. You were just spot on. Um, you got a little nervous, though. Were you nervous? A little nervous. I was fine until I got in front of the camera. Those cameras change things, don't they? It's a game changer. Kind of wore me down. <laughs> the lights. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When Nationwide shows up for a production, this isn't a camcorder. Let me tell you something. They bring the whole truck of production equipment. It's no little thing. Uh, so I remember lights. We did this in the truck bay at Junior Motorsports. Right. Do you remember your line? I do. Do you still got it? Do you still got? Do you still got that performance that you I had? Do. I sure do. Sure do. Since you were sixteen, that's pretty good. That's. Uh, I feel like you could just go right in front of the camera again. Or call your local agent. Dude, even even the end. Yeah. Now Dale Junior had a lot of lines in that, so like he 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 probably needed a lot of practice, more practice than you did. He didn't need any practice at all. He, he got me through it. He said, man, just calm down a little bit. Just calm down a little bit. I was a little edgy. But he got me through it. What, uh, what kind of reaction did you get from your friends in the community, uh, your, you know, your clients? Uh, did, did anybody actually mention it? Oh, yeah. I had <laughs> the first time I ran on air, I think it was uh, 1 o'clock in the morning on some kind of sci-fi channel. <laughs> Nationwide. <laughs> Is that the demographic? Or uh, I guess, it, you know, everybody needs insurance, right? So I'm in the bed asleep. I think it was a Wednesday night. And some, one of my friends called me up and said, dude, I just seen you on TV. 
And I hadn't talked to this guy in like years. What did you say? So you didn't actually have like a viewing party? You didn't uh, like get everybody together and like, hey, yeah, check this out? Well, I was told to kind of keep it quiet till it went on. That's true. I, I could understand that. I could understand that. Uh, well, wait, I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that I remember initially people said to us, is that really his agent? And the answer to that is? That's true. I'm his agent. Really his agent. Still are. Still are. Still are. And is he, is he a good customer? He's a great customer. <laughs> and the thing about it is, that's a great family. They, they, he comes from a, a great family. He's a great guy. And I'm not saying that just because I do his insurance. You know, I've been around that family a long time. How did the uh, relationship start? Well, actually, the relationship first started with my dad. He was in the business for years before me. And he started uh, doing some things with Dale Sr., with some insurance and things back when he was running the dirt cars. And then Dale Sr. comes in and says, I got this kid. We need insurance, <laughs> like in a big way. <laughs> right. I think I remember the day that he came to my office and bought his policy, and I think he was driving a 65 Chevrolet. And from what I remember, I think it was different color doors on it, primed up. He was just kind of messing around. That's when he was actually probably turned 16 or real close to it. So uh, I do have some memories of that. Now, if, I, if, if my memory serves me well from hearing the stories, there was an incident with an S10. Now, I know that it's probably not, you know, common practice to discuss your customers' accidents, but that one's been pretty – it's been out there. It's been well reported that Junior had an accident in an S10 pretty much like – I don't know if it was the day he started driving, but it wasn't that, that long afterwards. Do you remember this? I heard a little bit about it, but I don't <laughs> think it was that bad. It wasn't that bad? It wasn't that bad, I don't think. All right. Well, he does pretty – he actually has a pretty good driving record. Oh, yeah. Well, I, he didn't never smoke his tires leaving my office. Never leaving your office. All right. What about a block down the road? Did you ever hear anything? I never heard anything, but I think he was kind of cool when he came in there because he knew he got that insurance policy, so he's all right. Well, Steve, I appreciate you coming and doing this with us on It Takes a Nation because we have, uh, we've been talking to a lot of people uh, throughout this year with, with this segment on who've been influential in Junior's life and his career. You've been influential in both because you've even been in commercials with him. So you, you helped him in 2009, but you've been helping him for a lot longer than that uh, just as his insurance agent. And so for that, we thank you. And it's good to see you again. Well, thank you very much. I was delighted to be here. Well, thank you, everybody. And listen, remember, Nationwide 88 is your go-to follow uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Just great stuff all year long. If you are a Dale Jr. fan, you've got to follow them. They keep you up to date. They even keep people that work for Dale Jr. up to date, and I can, be, I can attest to that. So thank Nationwide for that. Thank you, Steve, for being here. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. This is Tiff Daniels, and here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. Former junior motorsports driver Danica Patrick will be joining Kelly this Wednesday on Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. On Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White will be back with another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. You can always keep up with all of Junior's at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide, so be sure to listen in. Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. It's a pretty busy week for Dale Jr., so thanks to everyone who made that happen because I'm going with him this weekend. So oh, okay. Did, did, did you know that? I, well, I sort of found out when you said it earlier in the podcast. Oh, yes. did I? I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you said, you know, we'll see, well you, I didn't think you were lying. You said, we'll see you this weekend, Brandon. So, so, so thanks to Tyler and everybody that took part of that because Jr. should be in a good mood by the time we go to Pocono, right? All right, so you're running everything uh, – 
public relations wise this weekend? Well, running would be uh, okay. Loose. But yeah. you're back. In, okay, you're back. You're back on it. I I'm got going. It. Okay. <laughs> Today, Dale Jr. is doing production work for Chevrolet. They got some cool stuff coming up. And if you haven't done so, you can go to Chevrolet's Facebook page and catch six different video tours of Dale Jr.'s race car graveyard. It's very cool. Tomorrow, Dale Jr. is doing production work for somebody I can't even tell you about because it hasn't been announced yet. Just know this: it's cool. All right, okay. it's cool. You're gonna I like hope it. So. On Thursday, Dale's doing some work for Wrangler. Not sure if you're aware of this, Taylor, but Wranglers are made with U-shaped pattern. Are they? Not like those ghastly old V-shaped pattern jeans. Well, and Brett told me they're real comfortable <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I'm gonna try them. I'm supposed to go. I just love how we got Alphabet, you know, going on in these uh, jean commercials these days. I don't know what. Well, what letter you got in your jeans? You got a V. Know, you got a V in there. I got, got a, a, yeah, I got a, a W. W. How's that feel? Yeah. Great. Doesn't sound like a big couple. All right. On Friday, it's off to Pocono, where Dale Jr. is likely to have his most enjoyable weekend of the year. Oh, <laughs> right. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sunday's race will be carried by Fox Sports 1 and Motor Racing Network, so check your local listings for that. Finally, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. All Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available free of charge on iTunes, DaleJr.com, and all other major podcasting outlets. I'm just going to say, last two times Dale Jr. has won a race, he was singing Eric Church in the car. I mean, he sang Talladega in Talladega, and he was singing Give Me Back My Hometown in Pocono. Right. So uh, so what's Eric got? I was going to say, you know, Chief, Chief uh, has another song with uh, Keith Urban called uh, Raise Him Up. So maybe, maybe he sings that this weekend. But Keith Urban? Yeah. Oh. It was number one. We can't be singing. It's a good song. It How about a- Drink in My Hand? Is yeah. that bad to sing no, while you're driving? It yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Not if it's Gatorade. If you got some ideas on which uh, Chief song uh, Junior should sing this weekend, tweet him and, uh, and let him know. Good stuff this week. Uh, we appreciate your support of the Dale Junior Download presented by Spot for Amanda, for Travis James, for Mike, I'm Taylor, and Dale Junior. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Amanda, now that you know what the correct start of summer is, now we can I still people. don't believe it. No, it's, I can that's, go by my own rules. No, that's true. You can. <laughs> you, can you can call it summer. But you didn't know that it was uh, in June for, for summer. You thought no, it was I after just, Memorial well, Day Well, I just weekend. thought it was like, – I didn't even equate it with the official start of summer. I just thought it was the longest day of the year. I thought that was all we marked it with. Well, I know why you probably thought that. Because you need your sunglasses – to like well 10 before, o'clock. Well before June. Well, yeah. I wear them all, all year round because I'm not cool. Well, I think that, uh, <laughs> you know what, people need to actually go buy some spy sunglasses, preferably the Dell Jr. Signature Collection. And uh, how do they do it? You can go to spyoptic.com and find your pair. When you get to checkout, enter discount code nationwide88, and you'll get 20% off your purchase. As you say, boom! <laughs>